Hello everybody out there in Clicksland and welcome to another episode here on Clicksnet. I, like always, am your host Adam. This is episode 112. In the studio with me, as always, I have my co-host Dan. Dan, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. Um, as you can tell, it is not Monday. It is Wednesday. So we do have another special guest, Ryan Redman, who is one of our locals here in the Wisconsin area. The reason why I wanted Ryan to be on the show was he competed in a Popper Plus event in Portland and a win it by the case this past weekend. And he, we're going to talk about how he did. He can't do Mondays. I couldn't do Tuesday, so we pushed it to a Wednesday. Unfortunately, our good friend Kane cannot make it unless he surprises me and pops in. You know how he likes to do that. So I did add him to the call. So if he does join us later, awesome. And then we can do uh, Kane's media corner. Maybe even Kane's media corner without the Kane. But uh, bef- uh, that's going to be our crew today. So before we get into all the events and news, let's get into quick how was our week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. All right, so Ryan is here with us. Ryan, welcome back to the show. I believe this is your second time on the show with us. It is. Thank you. So long time listener, second time, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ryan is one of our locals. He comes to Gamers Realm uh, and plays with me and Dan, and also his wife plays as well. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about your weekend. Now, you Did you go out to Portland just for this tournament, or was there another reason behind it? Uh, no, that is pretty much why. We've been talking to the, the Eagles out in Portland for quite a while, and we wanted to go out last year, but COVID kind of shut down a lot of our trips. So uh, we still had a little bit of vacation time, and uh, they were they put up that they were doing a win a case, so we just kind of made a weekend of it uh, and had some fun out there. <laughs> so that just must be nice. Hey, honey, we're married. <laughs> we have kids. You want to go do a win a case in Seattle on the other side of the country? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> yep, my mom watched the kids. It was uh, it was a pretty good few days. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I want to just say that I think Ryan is like the luckiest hero clicks guy that I know relationship wise. <laughs> like his wife plays. She went down to the clicks cup. If you did see her down there, she's good at the game. They have like nightly battles of clicks like you 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 buy like five cases per set and then you just go through these booster by booster with your wife so like you have like the best relationship like i love my wife no like i don't want to say that but i love my wife but we don't have a really a lot of common interests together like she's not mm-hmm. a nerd like i am we do love sports we do do that kind of stuff but she does not want anything to do with hero clicks. She hates my <laughs> podcast. She hates it that I play some Sundays when I put it in the calendar. She's like, really? You're going to play hero clicks again. I'm like, I haven't played in two months. Like, give me a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, did yeah, she I can't com- argue with you? <laughs> did she compete as well? Yes, she did actually. And then did you get her into clicks or was it vice versa? Or were you both kind of into it and you just, that was a kind of a common um, ground. We, I kind of got it into with my friends a little bit, and she tried, but we were just kind of busy. So it, it's obviously, as you know, pretty complicated to learn. So it wasn't until the shutdown happened, and we had a lot more time at the beginning of last year to just kind of sit down. So that's when we were able to play. We were playing, I don't know, two games at least a day. So 
um, that she was able to kind of just play a bunch of games in a row, and then she really learned it and, and started really liking it. So yeah, and she's really good at the game. I've, I've lost, yeah. a few, I've lost a few times to her. Yeah, she no, she's picked it up good. She's good. We, uh, we I when we first started, it was a lot of just easy figures, but now she's always grabbing like the chases. So I got to grab the good stuff too. It's, it does <laughs> help when she has like three sky tyrants and two scarabs on the other side of the board facing me. So I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah she's then, got like, a lot of pieces. Then she plays like these other teams, and I'm like, I was not expecting that, and I think those throw me off worse because like I now can deal with like Sky Tyrant, but other things, I'm like, wait, what do I do with this? <laughs> um, that's that comes more from like doing all the sealed stuff because there's just a lot of fun pieces that you would never think to play, and then you get to play them, and you're like, you want to try them later on too. So with all the sealed that we play at home too, I think that's the reason why we try so many pieces. Well, I think that's what a lot of people like don't understand about every figure in the game too is like they immediately just look at a figure and they're like okay they're garbage but then they actually test them out and oh they have great synergy with these other guys so absolutely um they kind of just throw these commons and uncommons and even a bunch of the rares just off to the side because they're not those super rares and those chases that do ridiculous things and they right. just don't give them a second thought uh and then like it also helps when other figures come out, like when the cable from Dark Phoenix first came out, he was garbage. But now <laughs> that we have Professor X, he's insanely good. Same thing with Kitty Pride from House of X. So, um, but I think people just have to keep just keep an open mind with a lot of the figures out there, and not just go straight to the super rares and the uh, chases when they're trying to think of the meta. Yeah, whenever something does a little like something a little different or new, you always kind of remember that for things that come out later. Yeah, um, but let's talk about your weekend tournament at Gon Guy Games. Uh, yeah, Gon Guy in Gun uh, Guy. Portland, Oregon, home uh, store of the Eagles. That's is that the Eagles cast? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so before we talk about the win it by the case, I know you don't want to talk about this, but let's talk about <laughs> the the popper plus that you participated in. Now, you actually had to reach out to me for help because you were running an X-Men team but needed a couple of uh, team-up cards that I had that luckily got to you in time because you left on Wednesday to get up there? Yeah, oh, you... so I needed to get them in by Tuesday. Yeah. I was going to say, did you wait, did you mail them to him in, in Portland? No, I mailed them to him like mon Monday or Friday or Saturday before, and they got to him oh. like, just in time. Okay, because that would have been really yeah. funny if they had arrived into Portland. I would have done it, too. It like, still. it's the same postage. It's not like it costs any more money, but, like, just give me the address of the hotel and I'll mail it that way. But uh, <laughs> tell us real quickly about your X-Men team. Uh, well, the first one I built had uh, a lot more synergy. It had the, um, the Psylocke team-up card from House of X, and that's the one I couldn't find, and that kind of made the team a lot better. It uh, gives the entire team close combat expert. And so it was really just a lot of team-up cards. It was Colossus doing the fastball special with Wolverine, and then he gets to charge Flurry uh, basically twice. You can do the second Flurry, obviously, like if you just stay there. Um, and he was hitting, I think, 12 for 4 exploit each time. I I uh, did per, that per combo turn. in a popper last year for, I believe it was the um, co or Coffee and Clicks tournament. And I got to the game right before the semi the semifinals. Uh, and I played that Colossus with the Wolverine, and it worked out really good. I actually played the the rare from Regenesis Colossus because you couldn't use primes. Oh, okay. So that was the only Colossus that I had at the time that was legal. But it actually it did really well for me. Yeah, I mean, I figured it would. Um, I, I guess I had to kind of switch it. I had um, that Storm that would get ESD outside. 
Um, and she was also there for the Krakoan revival. So if Wolverine dies, I just bring him back and I just keep throwing him across the map. And then uh, Longshot was on that team up card with Psylocke too, so he's was on that, there for the prob. Was that the uh, the Wolverine from Fantastic Four, the one that just doesn't die the first no, time? No, that's the. No, no, he does die. It's the um the uncommon from the uncommon House maybe? of X, I believe. He's just really good it's stats. It's the... charge, flurry, exploit, precision strike. Yeah. And then if uh, Colossus TKs him, you get the charge for free. So it's just like a ton of attacks. It's four oh. attacks. Yeah, yeah, it's four attacks for one action. Yeah, or two actions because you oh, have yeah, to do two TK. Yeah, no, he's just really good for his. He's only like sixty points, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's super good. But, um, but I didn't get that team up card, so I actually wasn't even able to play that team. So I ended up switching a couple things, and I still did the the TK thing with Colossus and Wolverine. But I switched to uh, Exodus for uh, the mind control thing for the four damage, and uh, the team up card, and I don't remember what else is on the team. Oh, uh, Cypher for the Perplex and... Uh, barrier TK. Um, barrier, yeah. And then also the uh, the 25-point Magneto that retails, the white one from Mouse of X. So, yep. But it was just one of those days where, uh, you know, it's, it's crit misses and I couldn't roll above a four. So and that then, was a little disheartening. My best game was the buy that day. <laughs> <laughs> did your wife play in that one? Yeah, she did too. Um, she, I kind of made the team though because she was more focused on the uh, the monster team that she played. So we were running out of time. So I I made like four teams I think to try it for the common uncommon rare. She tried one of them, which was a Star Jammers team. Nice, um, I like then, it. Yeah, so no, it, it definitely played well. Um, she was a little unsure on some of the pieces because it was also a Silver Age tournament, and oh. she knows only really the stuff that's come out the last two years. So. There's a few things that, you know, just you don't know what they do right away. Um, but she still did good. Obviously better than you. I mean, you just sound like your dice just were not. No matter how many long shots you had on that team, it wasn't going to help it sound like. Yeah, it it was it was not great. It was a rough night. <laughs> uh, but then let's talk about um, your good day, which was your win by the case. So let's talk about your team real quick before we get into your day. Now, you had a very interesting team. You had mentioned this to me. Uh, last time I saw you, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in forever. But yeah, your, it's been a bit. But your yeah, team was Emperor Gladiator, Lex Luthor from Wonder Woman, <laughs> Sky Tyrant, Molecule Man, Mr. Oz, and Dark Phoenix. So I'm guessing yes. that's cosmic-themed. Uh, no theme. Oh, it is no-themed. Yeah, that's right, because yep. Sky Tyrant or Luthor are not cosmic, so you were non-theme. Uh, Gladiator might be... Oh, yeah, Sky Tyrant's not. I mean, Where yeah. was... Where was? Oh, it was the... Oh, it was the... Um, the Red Sun's Luthor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk about a little bit of the strategy with this team, because I'm sure a lot of people are just kind of like, huh? How did how did that team <laughs> win a win a case? Uh, I mean, it was a little bit of a gotcha thing. Um, I think most people, with the, after the uh, the new rules were shown, that Lex Luthor, everyone kind of like laughed him off, that he really can't do anything. Uh, but then I heard about the people that were using the Dark Phoenix um trick where you give it the mastermind to the immune pogs on the uh that area map oh uh, and then if you read the the lex luther stuff he's got three stop clicks yep and uh the first two stop clicks he generates an immune pog so if you keep lex next to gladiator you mastermind it to lex whatever damage emperor gladiator would take and then he pops out the pog and then you're not taking any more damage that turn Yep. Does Lex Luthor? Oh yeah, because Lex Luthor can just mastermind it as well. 
Yeah, so if he hit, they hit Lex, so he's only getting, you know, you might damage uh, Lex once per turn, but that's plenty of turns. And yeah. then if you do that, um, you got the Dark Phoenix that can retail, and then uh, I can always just throw out Sky Tyrant, because I have full map reach with both Sky Tyrant and Gladiator because of Oz. Yeah. Now, does Pulse Wave get through immune or no? No, because uh, no, you can't even target it. Okay, so, yeah. I didn't yeah, know if it's just because Pulse it, Wave turns with everything... It. Uh, I don't know how immune is worded. Hold on, you can't even target it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that the like the key phrase is basically it's just. I think the key phrase has like protected or uh, safeguard. Right, and then so after uh, after Lex Luthor's um, first click, he's got the mastermind on a stop click, so you cannot wit it anymore. And then Emperor Gladiator's cosmic uh, energy, so he can just continuously mastermind it as well. Nice. Uh, the pulse wave, I think, only gets is the only thing that kind of shuts off the mastermind. Yeah, so it would hit Gladiator and Luther, just not the Pog. So can you can right. you can you mastermind to the? Is that what you're saying? You can mastermind to the immune Pog. Yeah. So if you so let's say you either hit Lex or Gladiator, uh, and then the the Pog comes out, and then it's yes. you just um, mastermind any other damage that turn to the Pog from either of them. It's and like, you it's like first it turn immunity basically clicks. for the pogs. Yeah, pretty much. Because you you can't with the Latveria peasant thing, you can mastermind, but you can't take damage because it is technically their still first oh, turn. Yeah, they, it's it, it's the way immune is worded because it's only opposing game elements that you can't yes. target the pog with. So you can mastermind, but then the the damage just is nullified because immune says I don't care. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, and I, I just kind of came up with that because of the uh, what people were doing with the Dark Phoenix and the Latvian peasants. I think pulse. I feel like pulse wave could get through immune because it doesn't have safeguard pulse wave. So I would think because like within pulse wave you can't use any powers. Yeah, or as what how's pulse wave worded? I'm pretty sure it can. It sounds like it could, could get through it. Unless I mean. Luckily, Pulse Wave just isn't really a thing nowadays because they nerfed it, so a lot, of, not a lot of people are playing Pulse Wave as much. I got hit by it once, I think. I forget exactly what it is that it stops it, but it, it does stop it. Um, yeah, because yeah, uh, characters within range can't use powers or abilities, and I'm pretty sure Immune is classified as an ability. You can't target it in the first place to turn it off, so... When you go to activate it, it's not even like addressed by it's. It's something like that. I'm it's, not sure on the word. Oh, but you're not you're not targeting with pulse wave. It's just characters within range. Like you're not actually targeting. It's it's weird. It's kind of like back in the day with stealth. Was stealth blocked line of fire, but pulse wave got through it. And there was a big argument about like, <laughs> well, if you can't target me because I'm in stealth, how can pulse wave target me? Well, it turns right. off your stealth. But I'm like, yes, but you can't see me <laughs> like you right. sh- you can't pulse wave me but they ruled it as you could pulse wave because it's turning off powers even though you have the power that it won't let you see it it was it was really they, confusing have they ruled on that at all for that immune or the like the pogs or anything or no or has that just been like a um i, I it's i believe it's somewhere where you can't target them with like anything i, oh, I okay. need to find it I will have to, yeah, I will have to find that because the way it's the way it, like it's not, it's not, it doesn't show any like, see, like usually they have like safeguard or something. So that's why I was surprised not to see it. I guess, but uh, if I can find, yeah, or if you can find it, that would be cool. Just because that's that's very weird. 
Um, before we get into your matches, you had, I can't, oh, it's Pit Fight, Warehouse 19, and Sewer Treatment for your maps. Uh, I am not familiar with those. Are those just open maps? Um, they're all the neoprene ones. So Pit Fight is the one that's just got, like, two shipping containers on each side. And then it has, um, like, four squares of blocking right in the middle. So that was just to kind of be a little safe in the back and then play around the middle if I wanted to. Um, I only won map twice because I played on themes, um, but I went to sewage treatment uh, both times just because with the way that it works, it's uh, easy to block line of fire with the walls up by where you spawn and then with Molecule Man and then with uh, the way that Oz's TK works, it gets you right to the edge of the elevation you start on and then you get an extra two on elevation one to start your movement from. So when I would pick map, that's what I would go to would be sewage treatment. Okay. Uh, We're not going to go round by round but you did go three and two in swiss and it looks like you ended up with 977 points which was good enough to get you in um were there any teams in the first five rounds that gave you trouble i mean you obviously lost um, twice but was that just bad matchup yeah, bad well, the um the first one that i lost was a uh, a triple maggot team with uh chase a prime mimic and uh what else? And uh, Pixie and, and Tempo. So he basically had full map reach also, and he was able to come over um, right away and did a little bit of damage. I think took out Sky Tyrant right away. Um, and I was only able to take out Mimic once. He did the revival, and uh, I was just missing too much on that. Um, Dark Phoenix whiff. There was a lot of prob um, at the event too. So even when I could hit on some of these matches, there was like three, four, five probs sometimes. What about uh, the your last round of um, whatever? Second one that I lost was to a monster team with Onslaught, and uh, it just came down to every roll um, he hit the shape change. Ah, uh, okay. and so uh, and I ended up playing him in um, top four, I think, uh, again, and it was still it was a pretty good game. It came down to. Uh, is Onslaught and then just Oz and Emperor Gladiator. I didn't lose Gladiator all night. He was alive every game. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Now, I do see for your sideline, you did have two Sentinels. What, what was the <laughs> reasoning for that? Uh, just to put them on there because I had the space, and I always <laughs> tell myself I'm going to remember. Uh, but I didn't bring anything in any time. I brought in one Sentinel once on that uh, game with that he had X-Men with the three maggots, uh, but it was too late. I was able to sidestep, and I was um, just below um, by one. Okay. Uh, range, so I wasn't able to hit for uh, for another kill on the fog. Uh, before we get into your final game, let's talk about top eight. So we had Jordan Beers. He had a double Adam, Micron, Martian Manhunter, Mary Shazam, Fulcrum, Wonder Twins. So he was a Justice League team. We got Matthew Peterson, who had Power Gem, Soul Gem, Gladiator, Doppelganger, Prime, Star Sapphire, Mr. Oz, Molecule Man, and Adolf Impossible. Interesting choice there, but, you know, you want the dice manipulation. We got uh, Terizo, I think his name yeah. is. Uh, 1776, PWM, who is that? Punisher War Machine. Uh, Punisher War Machine, yep. yeah. Uh, Steampunk Penny, Molecule Man, Marvel, and Doc- or Venom Doctor Strange. Then we had... Uh, oh, I know what there's... He had... Oh, no, Mockyland is there. Never mind. Sorry, yep. go on. We had Matthew Peterson Jr., who had the team that you were talking about, Mimic, Apocalypse, Pixie, Tempo. He has double maggot. Is that wrong? Uh, Yeah, he had three, I thought. Does that add up? Maybe he only had two. 
maybe I think he only had two because then he had power jump. Um, I feel okay. like I thought it was three. Uh, I'll have to do the math. Uh, he does say bonus six, so I think it was only a double mega team. One, two, okay, three, I might, four, I might five, have two then. Okay. Um, we have Brian Dormier. Dormier. Uh, Dormier. Dormier. Uh, Planet Doom. Superman, Proteus, Commissioner, Mr. Oz, Faust, Q, and Eddie Guerrero. So he was obviously non-theme and is getting that bonus for Dr. Doom. Then we had uh, Vince Gentile, who had Murder Machine, MODOK, Ultron Chase, Mad Thinker, Superman, and Exospecs. I like those first two guys, Murder Machine and MODOK. I don't think MODOK got enough love in competitive. I, th- I think he, he was like the first version of Exodus before Exodus came out. Yeah, and that's actually, I played him uh, my first round, and that was the piece I was the most scared of, because yeah. <laughs> it's going to go through stop clicks and uh, all that stuff, so I made sure he went first. I did not want to see MODOK on the board. The, mur- mur- uh, the Murder Machine is an interesting choice. Um, and then we had, I believe, the last guy here is, I can't see his name, Callie? Cal- I can't see uh, Callan. Callan, uh, who did Onslaught. Absolute Carnage, Doppelganger, and Commissioner. And that was the guy you lost to in, I don't know. Yeah, the round. I think that was uh, my fifth round that I lost that one. Um, And then uh, came back and battled it out and won it at the end with that one. Okay. So who did you face in the championship? Uh, That was the team uh, that Brian Dormeyer played with, Eddie Guerrero, which he actually did the best in um, the Swiss play. He went 5-0 and with that team. Uh, off of a bet too it was that he couldn't make top eight with uh, no. eddie guerrero and uh and he did it so he so, went five and oh and uh, didn't lose uh, all night so two non-themes got it to the Three. final um so that punisher war machine team uh i was talking to him a little bit and he took off something and added molecule man because he played that team without a molecule man before when it was theme and just he felt he needed the molecule man to do a little bit more uh work so um he went off theme just to add Molecule Man. So yeah, I guess Molecule Man is not a soldier, a robot, or a celebrity. So yeah, that right, makes yeah. sense. So right. I thought that was actually kind of cool that there was three unthemed in top eight. Yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit about your championship game there. Uh, it was honestly just a lot of back and forth stuff. He switched into um, the the robot Doom that limited me to three actions. So that kind of hurt. Uh, he moved up his Eddie Guerrero, and I just decided to kind of swing with uh, Sky Tyrant, and he hit both of his super senses, I think. And uh, it just sat there, so he took out Sky Tyrant, I think, his turn two. And uh, it was kind of just a middle-of-the-board fight. I was able to do most of the work with... Um, I was finally hitting my leaderships with Emperor Gladiator, so I think I had probably like four or five Shi'ar guards on the map as well. And um, he had a a ring that was being held by Eddie Guerrero but never equipped. So when Eddie Guerrero died, it went on the map, and I kept trying to find the right time to just score an extra five points. And uh, I think it was my last turn, I did a a running shot with the actual uh, ring with one of the Shi'ar guards to pick up the five points. And then uh, I had uh, that doomed onto his last click, but I ended up winning only by five points. I think it was like 110 to 115. Very nice. Yeah, he had the Remaker and the Liar Ring as well. Yeah. Who was he going to put the Liar Ring on? Eddie? Um, I forget. Maybe Ooh, Faust? Let's see. 
because Faust can move for free, but he can't equip it because he's going to I scored. I scored both rings, um, and I killed. Maybe it was on commissioner. Okay. As I killed, I don't think he put it on Superman because I scored the one of the rings, and then the other one I threw with the running shot to score it because it wasn't equipped and it was on Eddie. Okay. So it was probably commissioner. Well, congrats! You got yourself a case. How, how much was the buy-in for this one? Yeah, uh, twenty-five. Okay, so yeah, getting a case for twenty-five bucks is not a bad thing. Now, hopefully, this set actually exists and will show up <laughs> in physical form at some point. I just got a message from our store manager saying that um, Alliance still does not have Empire in their warehouses. So um, we were supposed to have a pre-release this Sunday, but he told me he told me to run it, and then literally ten minutes later he call, he uh, messed me back and said just cancel it because I don't know if I'll have the product out. I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. Uh, so hopefully we'll have it by the 18th for our Clicksing at Cheesehead Championship, and we can give it out. If not, we'll just have to mail it out to the uh, winners. Um, yeah, hopefully it comes in. And then, how did your wife do in this tournament? She obviously didn't make top eight, but so she she went two and three. Um, I know she like crit missed with the Sky Tyrant once, and she had a couple of rough things happen. Um, but she did have more points, I think, than uh, eighth place. So she just needed another win, and she mm-hmm. actually would have um, made top eight too. She did really good. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, like I said, you'll get that case eventually. How much of this set, besides the case you're getting, are you getting? Um, I I usually just pre-order five cases. One of them we use is like a, a sealed thing at our house with uh, some friends. And then uh, I try to make some common on common rare sets to, um, after I open everything. We just do like probably two cases worth of sealed stuff for a good couple weeks also. So it's a kind of a slow slow burn. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting a case from our store, and then I'm also getting case from someone online. And then Dan, you usually don't buy cases, but what are the figures that you're gonna you're gonna be purchasing for sure? Um, Thor, obviously, yep. uh, that's a big one. Um, the symbiotes, and actually a lot of commons and uncommons. Honestly, I well, was actually really surprised with some of them that they put out this time. So I say hold out on the commons and uncommons because I'm sure between me and Ryan, we can just give you those <laughs> i mean especially yeah. me i don't know about ryan i know you like to do uh the make your um your cure sets but uh i would think after five cases you would have a lot of leftovers oh yeah i'm still looking at rise and fall in front of me right now actually <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was looking at uh the captain marvel common the wolverine the human torch the thing uh rocket ghost rider or i think the commons and uncommons that i wanted um just because they're I, don't know, I, I thought they were notable, at least for me. I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we still have to do Dan and Mines. How was our week? Because that was just Ryan's. So oh, let's, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it's good. It's good uh, podcast. Uh, but Dan, what about your week? How was it? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, work's been real busy. So it's been uh, just, I've, I've been wearing a lot of hats. So it's like not very nice, but. By the time I get home, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Well, and we were talking when you first got the job, it is a hour bus ride there and an hour bus ride back. So it's not really just an eight-hour job for you. It's a 10-hour job because there's travel time. Uh, technically 11 because, yeah, I do get an hour for lunch, but I'm pretty much there. Like, I don't really go anywhere because it's pretty far removed from everything. So yeah. I mean, it's fine. I like the job. I really am enjoying it. Um, it's a really cool learning experience, but... uh. 
it's kind of just been like, you know, well, I'm here, so I'm not going anywhere right now. So and there's some days where I don't really take my lunch as I should be, but there's just too much going on and I just don't have the time to leave. Yeah. Um, as for mine, mine is a circus as always, uh, real quickly. So tomorrow morning, my sister or my sister, well, my daughter is going in for tubes for her ears. Uh, we wanted to get them in before the end of the year because my son had also got his third, uh, tube surgery this year. So that way we don't have to have the, the reset button happen on the insurance. So luckily we got in, uh, Everything was going great this week, but then Sunday night she had been on amoxicillin because she had another ear infection. Monday or Sunday night she woke up in the middle of the night with a 102-degree fever, and we're like, crap, um, maybe she has COVID. If she has COVID, we obviously can't have the surgery. But, no, she had built up an immunity if, or a tolerance, if you want to call it, to the amoxicillin that she had been on for the past month and got another ear infection. So I didn't go to bed on Sunday until actually Monday till five in the morning because she was in so much pain. It was one of the roughest nights I've ever had. She woke up at 1030. She ate, which we thought we all it was. She woke up at midnight again. Uh, The wife put her down. 10 minutes later, she started crying. And then I was up with her until about 233 o'clock in the morning because I couldn't just set her down. She had finally fallen asleep and then for some reason, my son comes out of his room and just starts screaming, Dada, I want water. I was like, Gaden, shut up. <laughs> uh, waking her up. So then she was up again, finally got her down at five o'clock in the morning, had to take the day <laughs> off of work because I had to literally get up 30 minutes later to go to work, took her in and therefore uh, she had another ear infection. So she's on another antibiotic right now and everything is going well so far. And she has her surgery tomorrow to hopefully negate that from ever happening again. But it was a super rough Sunday night. On a positive note, I did get all my Cyber Monday deal uh, stuff from Troll and Toad because they had a major, major sale. Um, In the end, I walked away with a brick of the Flash, Avengers Defenders War, Slosh, three different types of token packs, the Black and White Lantern, um, resource, I got a Fast Forces of Uncanny, uh, Uncanny X-Men, um, Professor X, whatever one it was. And then I got a Gravity Feed of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, and then two Ninja Turtle sets, which was Shredder's, Reze- Shredder's Revenge and Heroes on a Half Shell. And then I walked away with the Batman Gotham City game because it looked interesting to me. Um, I opened most of it except for Guardians and the Heroes on a Half Shell. Uh Notable pulls was from Shredder's Revenge. I did get myself a Shark Shredder, which was a big hit because I never had him, and I know at one point he was going for like $120, so that was a cool hit. Um, I didn't pull any chases out of the bricks. Um, I did pull two common primes, though, one from Flash and one from Slosh. I didn't pull a chase or a prime from Avengers Defenders. But at least I did pull the Ghost Rider peanut base from that one. So overall, um, it was money well spent. It was fun reliving some of those older sets and stuff like that. And I got a lot of product for a good amount. Um, That is it for our week. And now we're going to get into some news.
Uh, so I just did get the boxes from Amazon to send out last month's patrons. For those of you that are still waiting, I apologize. I go through boxes like crazy because I'm always mailing stuff to people. So those just did arrive. I'm hoping to mail those out this weekend. Um, but uh, if you want to be a part of this month's patron, we got some cool prizes. I have patrons for the next like four months with all the stuff that I bought from Troll and Toad. So there is no short supply. I will be posting this month's patron prizes very soon. I just have been super busy right now. But for everyone that won last month, those will be in the mail very soon. Uh, also, here uh, AC Realms every year, I forget his name, and I apologize for not remembering it, but every year there's a gentleman that does a Secret Santa every year. Uh, I've participated in the past. I haven't in the past couple of years just because I forgot about it, and then I noticed it like a month ago on the Realms and finally did a part of it. Um, I got a gentleman named Jedi Prime. Don't know his real name. Uh, he, and how it works is you just, you, you tell this guy you want to be a part of it. You make a want list and then he gives it to the counterpart of you who is, um, your secret Santa. Uh, I sent the gentleman, uh, he said he really likes fantastic four. He doesn't have anything new up from, uh, carnage. So I decided to send him a, uh, three fantastic four super rares, which was Wolverine, the Hulk. I forget what the third one was, but then I also gave him two uh, legacy cards, the Sue Storm and the Johnny Storm one, because I figured he had it because he said Fantastic Four was his favorite. Um, if he's listening to this, uh, we're not supposed to open those until the 18th, so Jedi Prime, I apologize for ruining your present, but uh, you're welcome. But uh, I got my box last week. I'm excited to open it. Uh, we'll see what I get, but that's always a fun thing to do. Another fun thing to do next weekend is our Clicksing It Cheesehead Championship. You like how I kind of rolled that in there? Uh, we have six people currently signed up. Uh, it's 300 Modern. Uh, I am allowing Empire if it does release in time. We'll see. Um, but for those of you lucky that have it, it will be legal for the tournament as, long, as well as Eternals. Because I said, why not? I'm going to make the executive decision. If you have Empire or Eternals and want to play it, you are more than welcome to play it at the tournament for our Clicks and Get Cheesehead Championship. So if you are still interested in that and you are in the Wisconsin area, that is on December 18th, starting at 12 at Gamers Realm. Just check out the information on our Facebook page. Um, next, we have some Empire previews to talk about. We're not going to talk about every single one that um, was spoiled, but I did want to talk about some of the notable ones. Um, one that we were really looking forward to was Ultron Prime, and we finally, finally got a hold of Ultron Prime. So let's talk a little bit about Ultron Prime and what we think of him. He is 053B. He is Avengers, robot, ruler, and scientist. He's got two, three traits, excuse me. First one is galactic genocide in the name of the Avengers. When an opposing character that is part of a theme team uses prob control... After resolutions, deal that character one unavoidable damage. So I'm assuming that would include team prob and probability control, correct? Yeah. So as long as you're themed and you're using some sort of prob, you're taking a damage. And there is no, like, within line of fire, within range. It's just if you're on the map and you use prob control, you're taking a damage. <laughs> and it's unavoidable. It's not even, like, just one damage. It's unavoidable. <laughs> uh, it's not even penetrating, which could be reduced by um, Invincible. It's just, you're taking it no matter what. 
So that right there makes him pretty ridiculous. The only downside to that, though, is I think you can actually then just trigger a retail because it's his uh, power that's damaging you. Okay. So that could backfire if that's true. How is retail? I have one right here, actually. Uh, nope, that's a herald dial. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you're right because it's like mystics where yeah. it's or something like that, or uh, it's still his trait that's damaging them. So yeah. I think you can retail off that. And is it? May or just it happens no matter what. Yeah, after uh, result. It so it's not even. Yeah, it's not even an option. It's just you're right. taking it. So that yeah, you're right. That could actually be kind of um, in favor of your opponent if they want to do something like that because they could even do it off like a breakaway roll or something like that. Yep. <laughs> so that that you're right. That actually could hurt him pretty bad. Um, his next one is a is a book. Um, we can rewrite <laughs> the entire universe. When Ultron Pym starts the game, the opponent generates three infinity markers in distinct squares in their starting area and three infinity markers into any distinct squares on the map. So three in their starting area, three anywhere on the map. Each infinity marker must be at least three squares away from all others. So kind of like with, um, was it the champion? Who was the guy? Yeah. Yeah, champion. He had those pyramid markers or whatever they were called. Oh, challenger. Challenger, excuse me. Um, power action. Remove an infinity marker from a square occupied by a friendly character with Ultron in its name and place it on the card. If you did, after resolution, gain one mission point for each infinity marker on this card. So, basically, you have to be Ultron in your name, be on an infinity marker. It sucks that it's a power action, but then you remove it, and then you get a mission point. So he is a mission point character. Well, yeah, it's like his his work pretty well because it works off of the drones. So. Yes. Uh, last one is Jarvis here did most of the work. Leadership mastermind when Ultron Pym uses leadership and succeeds in addition to normal effects, generate Ultron drone bystander. So that's great that it's in addition. So you're still getting your leadership uh, token removal, plus you're getting an Ultron drone. And the yeah. Ultron drones are a seven sidestep, ten Attack naked, 17 defense, 3 damage with a 6 range with Masters of Evil team ability. So you're probably never doing the power action with him. You're always doing it with his uh, drones. And for 80 points, you're getting Cosmic Energy. You're getting a 6 range double target flyer with 10 stealth, 12 poison, 18 impervious, and 4 damage. Um probability control and that's pretty much what his entire dial looks like except for the last three clicks you're getting sidestep instead of stealth so what do we think of this guy i think he does a lot of cool stuff i like him i think he's cool yeah he's missing any kind of moving attack at the top though and no penetrating damage kind of hurts him for 80 points and it's your prime slot yeah so i was honestly expecting a heavy hitter for this guy he's more gimmicky than any yeah, but, but his gimmick is good because prob is always there so the fact that you just and it's unavoidable so you just can't it just makes me it, nervous now that ryan said that he could just reta- be retailed on now um especially what if do you mean because if you if your opponent uses probability control and then ultron prime makes you take a damage he can just retail you because you took damage from an opposing character. 
So it's kind of like that new Mr. Sinister where um, he's got a power. If you have the wild card team ability and you pick it, you take one damage. If you activate that, then you can go and retail on him. So because it's his actual power that's doing the damage to the character, I think you can just prob something and then you take one unavoidable and then you can send your retail across the map on him, I'm pretty sure. Does that make sense? Kind of a bummer. I know. Like... (laughs) I didn't, I, mean, I didn't even think I about it that think... way until Ryan just mentioned that. Unless I mean, they are wording that gonna, unless they're gonna say no, because I don't know why they'd say no, but that makes sense to me because Mystics is kind of the same way. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I don't know. I just think for non-reach, I mean, even if like if you if you're a guest of your team that or you're not, you don't have retail on the board or something. I don't know. Just the fact that if you're just dealing free damage every time they use prob. Is, yes. If you're not going against a Dark Phoenix, absolutely, I think this guy is great. Now, the thing about... He's got cosmic energy. He's got, like, normal range, full dial poison. I don't know. I just think he's he's annoying and I feel like somewhat hard to kill because he's got stealth. Yeah, and he's got Mastermind, too. Yeah, exactly, and it's unoutwittable Mastermind, so he can do that. All his keywords are really good, and now you have the Captain America that can use the Avengers keyword, so if it's a bad matchup, you could just swap him in or out. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, he's a prime, but especially for, like you said, something like Avengers. I don't feel like Avengers has that many good primes right now, so he kind of just works. Yeah. I just yeah. I was expecting more of an offensive figure than a support figure for this guy. I think that's what they gave the non-prime for, I guess. Yeah. But I think I still think he's super cool. I like his gimmicks. I mean, you're never gonna get what's. I don't see a way to get 20 mission points with this guy. Isn't um, the, it's it's how his trade is worded. So when you pick up one, you get one, and then when you pick up the second one, you get. Oh, I think it's, three, it's, I think it's three. No, you get two. So then you you get you have three, and then when you pick up the next one. So it you, stacks every time. It, yeah, it's like... It's, it's like it Krakow and Revival where you get an additional 10 points every time you do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's how you get 21 after all six, basically. Because I, I was like, reading it like that, I was like, you're only getting six mission points. Like, that's pointless. But now that you make it sound that way, then that makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, I think he's cool. Uh, let's look at his counterpart real quick. I don't have him up on our Facebook page, but I know he is on the HD Realms. So he's a lot more offensive. Here he is. Uh, 140 points. Masters of Evil, Robot, Ruler, and Scientist. He's He is, uh, I think I said Masters of Evil team ability. Uh, seven range, double target. He does have a... Uh, five point add-on where if he would be KO'd, you bring in the uh, Prime Ultron and click four protected pulse wave. Uh, second trait, uh, conscientious, conscientious, whatever spore power generate a Ultron drone bystander. If Ultron was damaged since your last turn, generate two instead. If there are no Ultron drones bystanders on the map, this is free. Last trait, Planet Ultron arrives at the beginning of your turn. Gain one mission point for each friendly character named Ultron in its name in your opponent's starting area. That's important. And then he does have a stop click on his last click, which is click nine. But you are starting out with an eight running shot, 12 energy explosion, 18 uh, impervious with a four damage enhancement. So not bad, not amazing, but still pretty good. 
Um, yeah, he's got a little bit of longer range and then the move and attack, and then still not penetrating, but the energy explosion, two targets could be good. See, I honestly like the energy explosion better than Psychic Blast because I've said in the past, it nowadays the meta is a lot of figures, low points. And they're, those teams usually don't have reducers, so with double target energy explosion, uh, I feel like this guy can just eat through some teams. Um, What else do we got to talk about here? We got, let's talk about the other chases. We got the Surfer Supreme. That sounds like a Taco Bell uh, meal or something. Uh, he uh, is. I, I like him. He's interesting. I can't see how many points he is. It's cut He's off. 150 or 75. Uh, there it is. Yep. 75. Uh, he ignores hindering. He has a rally die. Remove Norman Rad's uh, rally die. If you do choose one of the following until your next turn, Norman Rad and friendly character, adjacent characters can use energy shield Enhan- or enhancement. When he uses it, he may treat other friendly characters within range and line of fire as adjacent. That's really good. Other trait is cosmic board and cloak of levitation. Free, choose an adjacent friendly character and the Cosmic or Mystic's team ability until your next turn. That character gains the Wing Symbol and the Chosen team ability. And yeah, I, mean, that's, that's, that's I, think that's really, I think that's really good. I mean, he's giving out a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, he's expensive, but... Yeah. Uh, that's all for his um, special powers. He is a Mystic and a Cosmic Energy. He's got an 8-range single target. Flyer, obviously, with a 12-range running... Sh- I'm sorry, 12 Movement running shot, 12 psychic blast, 18 impervious, and a 4 damage probability control. He does have 18 defense across the board. Um, yeah, I think he's cool. He's, again, he, he's an attacker by his dial standards, but then he's a support piece by his special powers. So I think he's pretty cool. Um, I really like this next one, Ricky Barnes. I think she's really cool. Or he? She? What is that? I think it's a she. I believe it's a she. Yeah. Okay. Um, she is 75 points. Uh, she is Fantastic Four, Shield Pass, Soldier, and I can't see if she's anything else. Uh, Exiles, Fantastic Four, Pass, Shield, Exiles. Soldier. Yeah. Um, she has Ignore Movement for Elevation, Elevated. and then Ignore um, or targeting Improved Targeting for Characters and Out of Adjacency. Uh, trait is Girl Without a World. The first time Ricky Barnes would be KO'd, instead turn her to click six and then heal her a number of clicks equal to the number of different team abilities that all characters on the map can use. Interesting. So kind of like a living legacy. Movement power, mm. dream of a soldier, power in any order. Move, <laughs> make a close attack, make a range attack. If she attacks, she uses her printed damage value. So she can just move. It's kind of like what they did with... Um, team dials where you just you did like three or four actions so she can just move and then make a close or a range attack so that's really good especially the fact that she can shoot out of adjacency and then defensive power right hand of heroes energy shield and toughness adjacent from the characters that are not on their starting clicks modified defense plus one she's a wild card and you're starting off with a is that a five range I think. Yeah, five. Uh, or, yeah, it's five with one target, yeah. Five, one target with nine with that movement power, 11 quake, 18 with a defense power, and three damage leadership. So I like her a lot, actually. I think she does a ton. She, she's yeah, I'm going to try to make her work for sure. She looks pretty cool. Yeah. 75 I, points seems kind of expensive nowadays, but she just does so much. It's just, 
the, the fact that she can just close attack and range attack. So it's like a flurry, but you choose the order. Well, that and the thing is, is that her range attacks, she can do it from anywhere. Cause she can both shoot through characters and out of adjacency, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And she's got team player, so if she copies someone with, what, Superman ally, ultimates, or... Avengers Initiative. The, yeah, she can shoot through hindering. So, I mean, not those are super prevalent right now, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, it's just an option that it, down the road she could have available to her. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that they made her, she uses her printed damage and not like, you know, I'm going to give her a six damage <laughs> with a 13 attack like a Sky Tyrant does. So Yeah, I mean, I like that you can still bump up her attack, obviously, to hit, but yeah, you're you're getting just that and that's it. Yeah. Were there any other figures from Empire that we wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about? Uh, I wait, I think we talked about some other stuff last, or was yeah. it? Yeah, we talked about some other stuff last week. Um, let's talk about the legacy cards real quick because we actually can see the text this time. Uh, first one's Namor from Avengers, the very first um, five-figure booster. He got um, a nice little update. He did. I really like him, actually. Um, I liked him back then. He is 150 points. He's got a special speed power, which is the Dolphin, but it's also Flight, Flurry, Charge, do not have his speed. Defensive power, Invuln, Regen, when Namor occupies water terrain, Regen is free. And then this is a nice bonus. All of the ocean's creatures bow to the will of the king of Atlantis. This is his damage power. Leadership power. Generate a standard character from your sideline of 50 points or less that has the dolphin symbol. This effect can only be used twice per game. So that's cool. It's kind of like a call-in for Atlantean people. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's a cool addition. Uh, he is also Defender's team ability. So I think, he. I mean, he's not going to... He'll be a fun figure to play, but he won't see much uh, competitive-wise. Uh, we talked about Iceman. Hawkeye, I'm not sure what set this guy is from. I want to uh, say Ultimates? I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Because I, I remember I remember looking this up one of the other times we talked about it when we were like, oh, we saw like a uh, a short, you know, like, hey, we, this might be a thing. Um, uh-huh. well, Dan's looking that up. He has 45 points. He's got a trait. All I need is my trusty bow. When Hawkeye makes a ranged attack, you may choose to modify either attack or range by plus two. Actually, he's the first Avengers Hawkeye. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's the one with the... He had... the His attack power gave him Sharpshooter, which is uh, give Hawkeye a power action, make a ranged combat attack, modify his attack by a plus two for this attack, and then he had his... Uh, defense power on the last three was just he can use smoke cloud. Okay, I'll have to see if I still have this guy. Um, so that first tra- or that trait, so that means he's either going to have a ten range or an eleven attack because he does start with an eight range nine attack. Uh, attack power trick arrow. When Hawkeye hits after resolutions, he may use either smoke cloud or barrier as free, but only do generate one marker adjacent to or in the square of a hit opposing character. And then defensive power, the arrow down the barrel. When an opposing character within range of line of fire makes a range attack after, or after, makes a range attack, roll 2d6 if the result is equal to or higher than the finalized attack roll. That target misses all attacks. So kind of like what Trickshot had uh, from Captain America, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, what else? We had another one on here, I thought. Let me see if I can find it. Scarlet Witch. We talked about her last time. Oh, we did? Oh, no. The, uh, oh, the Legacy? No. The Legacy? 
I can't find the legacy card. Why don't you talk uh, about it? It's on Realm. So she's I don't know I don't know which one this is, but she starts with stealth and prob. It is this is the one from Ultimates. Oh, okay. And her trait is get away from my family, phasing teleport and scarlet, which uses after resolution shade may use force blast as free. So she's thirty five points. She's got ten range though for prob and with uh, one target. She's got the Avengers Brotherhood and Mystical keyword. So thirty five point prob that can use force blast and phasing. I mean, it's not awful. Like she's super cheap. So yeah, I, I think it's the rookie version too. And she's got Brotherhood's TA, so it's not like, at least something you could potentially share around. I guess. Yeah. So they're. Really- they're really diving into the older figures for these legacy cards this time. You got probably have to hit with a ten to even hit <laughs> with yeah. an eight attack. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but I just I was just thinking like, you know, she's just kinda there as like support and she's got a deep enough dial that she hopefully doesn't get one shot completely. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't I didn't really see her there as much she's just a utility piece. She's really not doing much else. And she's like yeah. And she's keyword filler, was what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. yeah. Pretty much where she's at. Um, but that is it for Empire. Hopefully this set will drop next week, Wednesday. Um, but we can just pretty much wait and wait some more, like we have been for the past three months. Wasn't this set supposed to come out like three months ago? No. Uh, I think September. Originally September. Oh, really? I thought it was only... Because War, War of Realms was going to be released in December. Yeah. And because oh, well, we, we were supposed to have Rise and Fall like a month before the Clicks Cup. Oh, they were supposed there. to be June, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were out of their mind if they thought that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> They're like three months behind right now. And yeah. so now we're overlapping sets, yeah, because War of the Realms is supposed to come out this month. Um, real quickly, we're going to talk about some of the figures from the Eternal movie. I still have not seen this movie, so I know nothing about this. Um,. Just going over like the commons, I see nothing really of interest. The rares, the only one that really piques my interest is the is Sprite for thirty five points. He's got um, eleven phasing, eleven percent strike, seventeen senses. He's got a trait until Sprite makes an attack, takes damage, or is the last character on your force. She can't be targeted by non adjacent opposing characters. But she does have a damage power, which is reality is my favorite toy, outwit, prob, and shape change. Uh, for 35 points, it's not bad for a cosmic celebrity person with 8 range and cosmic energy. So that's about the only one that really interests me in that category. Um, we do have two chases. First one is Crow. Is yeah. That Crow. Um, yeah. Uh, my voice is getting hoarse. So, Dan, why don't you take this first one while I get a drink of water? Okie dokie. Uh, so Crow is 125 points, 6 range with 2 targets, has improved targeting, hindering, and adjacent, um, has the Deviant, Monster, Pass, Ruler, and Warrior keywords. Um, he has a trait, a special defense power, and a special damage power. His trait is the inspiration for countless evils. Stealth. Crow has protected, incapacitate, and mind control. Free. Choose a character within range and line of fire. Until your next turn, that character can't have their combat values positively modified. Uh, his defense power, which is on the last two clicks, so six and seven, is toughness, double power action, roll a d6 and heal crow equal to the result, and his damage power on clicks one through three is the uncontested warlord of the deviant nation. Protected, outwit, empower, enhancement, leadership, shape change. So, I mean, not meta by any chance, I don't think, because 
mean, he's cool, but he just doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot. Um, pretty straightforward sidestep psychic blast, imper- or impervious with four damage, twelve attack. So, um, pretty much a range attacker feels like, um, which is interesting. He gets blades on his last two clicks with shape change with that special defense power, but phasing. So not really doing anything besides either attacking or moving away at that point. Um, I, I mean, the damage but, power is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're getting a lot for that. It's just 125 points, like I know, is not going to see a lot of play. Like, he's very interesting, um, but uh, and but, it, it fits it fits with what the, like what he did in the movie. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, but uh, I don't know, just the the lack of any form of movement attack besides sidestep was a little was a little weird for me. I mean, he does have traded stealth, so that's something. Um, but like the double power action to heal, I don't like that. I don't think I would ever use that. I'd rather just have like regular regen. <laughs> but I mean, you could roll a six, and can he get the full with the six? One, two, three. He could get the full if he rolls he can a get six. The, he can get the was it? Yeah, yeah, he can get the one. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's something. Uh, and then lastly, we got Unimine, who is just a rainbow of colors. Um, yeah. I, you want me to take this one, too? Or sure, not? go ahead. Okay, so Unimind is 300 or <laughs> 150 points. What so was no the last 300-point character we had? Uh, 300 points. I, I guess God Doom. He wasn't that long. Ago. Yeah, yeah, God Doom was 300. Yeah. Um, let's see, so... Starts off with uh, 10 range, has cosmic energy, of course, double targets, flight, um, has 11 speed, 12 attack, 19 with 5 damage, has running shot, psychic blast, invincible, and outwit, because these characters were made before the rules changes and the um, like benching powers and stuff, so these guys all have the benched powers. Um, so special powers, so they have an improved targeting, hindering, and can shoot out of adjacency. And has two traits besides just the, the rainbow of colors, as you said, for powers. Uh, so the first trait is millennia of experience and power. Unimine has protected opposing prob, which is really good. And when Unimine rolls a single d6 for shape change or super senses, increase the result by one. So you just have a four through six on both of your rollouts, which <laughs> on clicks four, five, and then nine, ten, and eleven, you have both of those. So that's going to be pain to try to hit. That makes me want her just for that because I love rollout pieces that are just yeah. ridiculously good. If there is, yeah. if there is somehow some way that or some figure that would let, like, give someone wild card, <laughs> like do this, give her wild card, and then have a Wonder Woman or a Skrull on your team, and then it's a what a three through six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the second trait is coalesced into pure form. At the beginning of your turn, choose one to use this turn. CCE, RCE, or Colossal Stamina, and that is the old stamina. So you take the power action, and then you would take a click of damage after when you have two action tokens. Not the, like, so the, like, again, these figures were designed pre-rules changes, so. Um, and then at the beginning of your turn, if Unimine has two action tokens, choose one that you didn't choose on your last turn to use this turn phasing teleport as free or region as free so that's really good because i mean again you can it's all beginning of the turn for that second part so you can choose to do you know the region or the phasing and then you can roll cosmic energy to potentially move a token off so yeah i mean, I mean 
the it's sur- right like it's a it's a beefy piece but it might see play and not I mean i don't know if at 300 but at 150 possibly maybe I don't, it's what are you starting at if he chart, if, if she started with the census shape change i would say yes i guess yeah i mean she's like i mean you could give her the remaker ring or the bracelets and right maybe but 150 points for just blades exploit <laughs> i don't think it's worth it I don't know. I mean, she's neat. Like, I, it's cool. It's a different version. Like, this one feels a little more, like, still good, but, like, a more tame version of the last Unimine, so it's kind of nice, but yeah, that's just my take on it. I mean, it's an okay set. It's really nothing to go out and get a whole gravity feed of, uh, unless you really like the Eternals, but it's... I'll, I might buy a few if I'm bored <laughs> in between rounds or something like that, <laughs> but that's about I it. I mean, they... They kind of struggle because a lot of them were well. The set was designed pre rules change, so they like exist in flux with what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, so like some of them are really neat, but their price point and then dial length for what you're getting is different than what we're now like is now the standard. So yeah, I mean, I might pick up an Icarus just because he is like supposed to be like Superman level, and that's like the only reason. Because apparently I mean, in the movie they reference Superman in the Marvel universe, so yeah, they do. It was, it was funny. I laughed pretty hard. I was like, "This is great," <laughs> uh, breaking the fourth wall a bit there. His yeah. rare is pretty good. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not. Um, so I like, it's again he's short. He's short dialed. He's only six clicks for the rare, but he's got hypersonic. He's got good values. His trait is well, both of his traits are good. And then his attack power is colossal stamina, and then so it's. I mean, he's pretty good, I would say overall. Uh, but yeah, again, they 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 live in that world pre rules change, so it's a little. It's it's like, it's cool because I get to see you get to see this, so it's like, oh yeah, that's what that was like last year. Um, but I don't know, they're neat. They're they're pretty cool. It was it was it's an interesting graph feed. Yeah, pretty much all the pieces are kind of cool. It's just they do suffer from being overcosted, like that. 300 point Unimine would probably be like 200 points this year, maybe? Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably would be 200 and then the what, the lower line be 100, I think. And yeah, that sounds And reasonable. sometimes they make these 300 point figures at the end of their dial, they give them a higher defense. Uh, she's 15s, her last three <laughs> clicks. She does have yeah, senses and shape change. Though. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Like, you still have to hit her through those, but like I kind of wish they would have gave her at least like a seventeen or something like that. Well, and the thing, well, yeah, but the thing is, yeah, you can like hit the attack roll, but she's got a four through six twice. That's your odds are not in your favor for hitting that. Yeah. I mean, and you can't outwit it. So unless you've got something special that turns it off, she's rolling no matter what. Yeah, uh, but that is going to be it for the news, and now we're going to get into our clicksing it crew question of the day. Oh, I will. I want well, no, oh, to talk about one other bit. One other thing before I. Yeah, you just caught me right before I started, so go ahead. Well, I am sorry, but there's a Doom image that we got that was. It's only the front of the card, unfortunately. So, because they announced that the uh, Fantastic Four, like, organized play is supposed to be happening, or at least it's supposed to be in stores next week on the 15th as well. But we'll see with how shipping holds up. But the Doom is. I, I thought, like, this was. I was not expecting him as like a want, and then they I saw the front of the card, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Um, we don't know the back or the point cost, unfortunately, and I can't make it out on the dial. It looks like 
100 points, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but it's Dr. Doom, so he has Latveria, uh, Armor, Mystical, Past, Ruler, Scientist. He's got two traits a de- and the defense power. Um, his first trait is Repulsor Effect, free remove a D6 from this card, and Giant Reach X this turn where X is the result of that D6. Um, and then his second trait is, this is no ordinary weapon, Lackey, it is Excalibur. Blades, Claws, Super Senses. If there is no D6 on this card when Dr. Doom uses either power, after resolutions, you may place the result of that D6 on this card. When Dr. Doom uses Blades, Claws, or Super Senses once per turn, you may replace the die in the result for the D6 roll with the D6 on this card. And then his defense power is the Excalibur Shard fused with my armor. Invincible, when Dr. Doom clears at least one action token, you may remove the die on this card to heal him one click, protect it out with. Um, and that's his only defense power, so unless he's got blanks, which I don't think so, because again, these guys were designed pre-rules like rules update. So he's got full dial invincible that's protected outwit, and he's got die manipulation, even though it's just for himself. So I think that's pretty cool, but I mean, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, and now I want to see what issue this was from, so I can go read it, because this is an interesting version of Doom. So. All right, yeah, I forgot about that doom that they um, showed a bit of him. So we'll see. We'll see when we can even hold that event, whenever that may happen. Um, but yeah, now let's get into our clicksing it crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. Uh, so we started where we're not really making these clicks related anymore, but this one was, what is your favorite one-liner from a movie, TV show, or video game? We had a couple responses. Jeff Dumas said, it's kind of obscure, but it's from Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is one of the best series ever made. The original, not any of the remakes, but it's Breach Hall All Die. <laughs> I even had it underlined. Uh, I have not seen that episode, so... Um, I'll have to take your word on it, Jeff, but if it has anything to do with Mystery Science Theater 3000, I'm sure it is amazing. Miles Kane said, um, oh, man, it's tough to uh, pick one, but my quote that I use all the time, especially when I open doors, is Arnold from Predator. Knock, knock. I should have found all the cues for this one on here. And then Tyler, our buddy, said, say hello to my little friend, which is from Scarface. And then we had one more from Justin Hafford, but oh, there it is. It is, let me bring it up. It said, I didn't hear no bell. Now get up because Mickey loves you. That's obviously from Rocky. I don't know which Rocky that's from, though. I want to say the first one. Are either of you Rocky enthusiasts? I am not. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. All right. Um, Ryan, what's your favorite one-liner from a TV show, movie, or video game? Uh, it's probably going to be a cop-out, but uh, I've been getting pretty excited about the uh, the MacGruber show that's starting next week. <laughs> oh, my. And uh, all of the quotes that keep coming to mind are uh, just pretty inappropriate, ridiculous ones from the MacGruber movie. That's the MacGyver ripper or, like, make fun yeah of yeah yeah and like this the skits themselves on saturday night live were were okay but the the movie is is just a lot of funny stuff <laughs> uh dan what's your favorite one-liner uh probably from blade is some mother F is always trying to ice skate uphill <laughs> um mine i posted it on the actual post or uh, um post it is Rowdy Rowdy Piper from Them, 
where he uh, walks into a bank and says, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. I just love that (laughs) line. Another one of my favorites is from Aliens, where Sigourney Weaver is about to fight the queen, and it's, get away from here, you bitch. I don't know why I like that one so much. Um, it's either get away or stay away. It was like, it's one of those, um, uh, what's that one effect where you think it's one thing, but it's actually this way. A man, not a Mandalorian effect, Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to blow a lot of people's minds out right now. Um, Dan and Ryan, did you ever read the Berenstein bears when you grew up? Yes. I feel like everybody has. If you actually look at the name, it's Berenstein Bears. Okay. <laughs> like, look at a cover of it. It's not Berenstein. If you actually read it and spell it out loud, it's Berenstein. <laughs> and the <laughs> first time anyone. I saw that, it blew my freaking mind. I'm like, I have been calling this the Berenstein Bears my entire life, and now my whole childhood is ruined. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone that's ever called it Berenstein. <laughs> Yeah, no one calls the Berenstein Bears, but if you actually look at it, it's like, oh my god, it actually is. I just pissed off a lot of people out there, I know, that I just ruined their <laughs> childhoods. Um, but that is it for our Clicksing It question. Uh, before we go, let's just do Kane's Media Corner real quick, uh, just because I like this segment. So let's get into Kane's Media Corner. So, obviously, we have Hawkeye. Now, I have not watched today's episode. I have not either. Okay. Well, I need to, but I haven't yet. Have both of you watched last week's episode? Uh, yeah, it was good. Or at least, uh, I don't know if you did, Ryan, but I did. Uh, no, it sounded like they were a little bit more like lighter and family-oriented, so we're going to save them, and we're going to try to watch them with my son, actually. So we started and watched the first one, and that kind of seemed that's how it was going to be. It sounded like the third one was pretty good, though. Okay. Well, that is it for Kane's Music Corner because we can't talk about the episode. But no, that's fine. <laughs> you guys can talk. No, you guys can talk about. It. I'm not worried about spoilers in the show, so I'm not too worried. I about mean, it. it's not a big spoiler, but Dan, I'm pretty sure that the lady in there—that's Echo, right? Yeah, it is Echo. Okay, that's what I thought. They—they they never. That's the thing about the Marvel is they don't really tell us their names. They just kind of assume we know who it is. Like they never really called Hawkeye Hawkeye until the actual Hawkeye series. And it was just one, like it was just, wasn't it a waiter or someone that calls him Hawkeye or something like, like they, none of the Avengers or anybody ever referred to him as Hawkeye. They always call him Prince, which is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) The only time that the word Hawkeye was even mentioned in the movies was at the beginning of Endgame when him and his daughter are shooting arrows and he just says, Hey, Hawkeye to his daughter. And that's the only <laughs> Hawkeye reference that they ever gave. But then in the show Hawkeye, there's people calling him Hawkeye, which is interesting. Um, but no, I thought the episode was really well done. The, the whole chase scene, uh, oh, with, yeah, her and Kate, with him and Kate Bishop was great. Apparently that was taken right out of a comic book. Um, but it's where, um, Kate Bishop has uh, Clint is driving, and Kate Bishop has his quiver of arrows with all the 
trick arrows and she's so excited but none of them are labeled so she's just firing them at random and they do all these random things the best one was the pim arrow on the bridge at the very end i thought that was oh weird. that was ridiculous <laughs> i was so excited i was i was there i was very there for it i was like yes this is this is what we want yeah so it's it's a great series i'm probably gonna watch the episode tonight after we're done here but i love it um besides hawkeye ryan are there any episodes or series or movies anything like that out there that you've really been into lately that you want to talk about um we actually just started yellowstone oh i've heard that's good and i really want to start that yeah it's it's pretty good we're liking it the my only complaint is that there's a lot of just ridiculous coincidence things that happen to kind of set up a lot of dramatic things it's like sons of anarchy Um, but but cowboys basically yeah pretty much actually that's a pretty good way to say it Yeah, I've seen a couple clips of it on like TikTok and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, this is just Sons of Anarchy about cowboys or ranchers, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, but it's been good for sure. Yeah, I know the new Dexter is coming out soon. Me and my wife were big in the Dexter when it first came out. Obviously, the ending was horrible for those of you who have watched it. So um, we're interested in that one. Um, I think that's really it. There's really nothing on Netflix that... I'm excited for Witcher coming out next week. What is it? it? The Witcher. Oh, is that coming back finally? Yeah, it's uh, next week Friday. Oh, okay. That makes me happy. Okay. Because, yeah, I really liked the first couple series. The only thing I didn't like about The Witcher, but I got over it, was a a lot of the time jumping. Like, it it just jumps all over the place from episode to episode. I think the biggest thing about that was they were they were they were covering a lot, and I don't really know why they did it that way. But they said that season two is going to make a lot more sense and have better continuity. So okay. And then is it next week that Spider Man comes out, or is it the week I believe after? So. I'm I not so. honestly sure though. Yes, it truth. is. It comes out on. It comes out the same day as Empire. I know I am going to go on the 19th to see it because that's the only time that I can um, because I want to talk about it the next day in the podcast because I'm sure Dan or um, Kane will also. So looking forward to that. I'm, I'm sure it's – I feel like we're finally getting to that point with movies. Like remember back before COVID hit, like you had to buy um, tickets for these big movies like two weeks in advance. Like, you couldn't just day of, like, when Endgame first came out, you couldn't just day of go on your Marcus app and get a ticket. Like, no, there you had to get it, like, a week, two weeks in advance. Like, I'm glad we're getting back to that kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it, moment, realization, or whatever you want to call it, um, back to life, because I miss going to movies that were packed like when i went to go see resident evil and there were four people in it i'm like really like this does, <laughs> this isn't even fun I, I remember back in high school seeing liar liar with jim carrey and it was jam-packed and uh just having a blast because everybody else was laughing out loud same thing with avengers or um yeah all the avenger movies uh like uh civil war and all that like movies are meant to be seen with a bunch of people like that not by yourself i just it makes the whole experience so much better. So I'm kind of glad we're getting back to the point. So when I go see Spider-Man, I'm really hoping it's a packed theater. I would, um, think, I would think it would be just for like, at least for what it is for sure. Yeah. One of those things that a uh, theater started doing when COVID started was they actually let you rent out the whole theater for a discounted price. Oh, that's so right. we've actually been renting out the theaters for all the Marvel movies. And then whoever goes, we just split the cost of the actual theater. 
Uh, so we always go see them all together. That's been fun. Like between your family, you rent out the theater, or uh, just family and friends? Yeah, everyone that's local that wants to go. Yeah, that is cool. That I, is very I, do, cool. I do hope we are getting rid of the whole. There's just something about getting or being able to watch movies right away streaming on like HBO, which just doesn't do it for me. Like, mm-hmm. I went and saw Suicide Squad in the theater, not in my basement on HBO max because it's just, it's that's not the environment I wanted to see that movie in. And that's not the, the way that you should see a movie like that. I think unless you like Eternals, I'm going to wait because it doesn't interest me, but like, I can't imagine, um, watching Endgame for the first time, like in my house. It just, that doesn't seem right to me with as much as you invested into that whole universe and everything like that. Just, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, some um, of those bigger movies are just kind of special to see in the big screen. Yeah, like the ones you've been like, wait, like when we saw Infinity War, and we waited a whole year for Endgame. Like, you, <laughs> you're you're damn sure that we are going to go see it in the theaters and not wait for it to come out. Like that was oh, a lot yeah. of, like Captain Marvel and stuff like that. Yeah, those figures don't or those uh, characters don't interest you. That's fine. You know, you can wait till it comes out on um, DVD. But these big ones, like I feel like Spider Man. This one is going to be huge just because I think we all know what's going to happen in it for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's obviously the best movie in stage whatever. What is it? Stage four? Stage five? Yeah, this is stage four. Stage four. This is this is the one that I think is really going to kick off stage four because what have we had so far? Shang-Chi, Eternals. Is that it? Mm, a technically Black Widow. Far, Black Widow, but I still consider that a stage three or whatever you want to call it. I know technically yeah. far from home was start of stage four, but I still link that in with the original Avengers. Yeah, they still touch on the, uh, the aftermath of the, the end of it. Yeah. Um, do we know what the movie's coming next is that's not guardians three. Is it? No, it's Dr. Strange is the next like Marvel, Marvel movie. Uh, right. Morbius I think is January though. I'm but excited. That's like a for Sony. That. It comes out on my birthday and I'm very excited to go see that. I like Morbius as a character. So getting to see him on the big screen is going to be really cool. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that's good. I want to see that. I guess technically venom carnage, let there be carnage is part of stage four. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of, kind of not kind of, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I know what happens at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot about strange and it's strange and the multiverse or strange and Wanda and the multiverse, whatever it's called. So can we talk about the end of venom real quick? Is that, or is it spoilery? So let's, well, for those of you who stuck around this long, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Dan, do you care if we talk about the ending? No, I, I went to see it. I haven't seen it, but I, I, it got spoiled for me. So we are going to talk about the ending of Venom, uh, let there be carnage. So thank you all for uh, sticking around if you uh, want to leave at this point. But this is your chance to leave. We are now talking about spoilers for Venom, uh, let there be carnage. So, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, well, so at the, it's like uh, the post credit scene, but basically uh, Eddie Brock and Venom are on a beach, and then they go into their hotel room, and then there's a bunch of uh, crazy lights that happen, and then all of a sudden it's the uh, end of the Spider-Man movie where they have Jonah Jameson talking about uh, Spider-Man and they show Spider-Man's picture. So it's like the first time that they actually um, are acknowledging the Spider-Man um, stuff with all that. 
uh, what I did see is that it sounds like all the crazy lights. Oh, and then he's in a different place because someone comes out of the hotel that he's in, like the bathroom, and asks him what he's doing there. So it sounds like what might have happened is that with all the crazy lights that happen, is it's going to be part of the uh, Doctor Strange multiverse thing that happens in Spider-Man, and it possibly brings Venom into that realm, kind of like what it's supposed to be doing with all the different uh, um, bad guys from the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, because we got. I don't know if that's. Yeah, because we got Jamie Foxx's Electro. Um, I always forget his name for Green Goblin. What? Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got the guy that played yeah. Doc yeah. Ock. I can't remember his name. Alfred Molina, I think. Yep. We got mm-hmm. the guy that played Lizard, who again don't remember his name. I can see oh. his face. Riz Riz Riz. Uh, yeah, and then. Is the guy that played Sandman the same actor? You don't see him, but I'm assuming they got him to come back. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then that's five. So who's going to be the sixth Sinister Syndicate? There's one or thing Sinister where Sinister uh, Sinister Lizard Sinister. gets punched by an invisible person. Yeah, so there's well, speculation on that. Well, apparently that they're thinking that's the other two Spider-Men. That's Tobey Maguire and what's his name? Uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. That's the oh, big yeah. thing is they just like photoshopped him out, <laughs> and they forgot to like cut the scene right before Lizard gets kicked in the face by something. <laughs> oh, see the fun. I don't know. I I kind of oh I was thinking like an oddball of like are they going to introduce Miles oh, as a they character? Could, yeah, they could introduce Miles or like a Gwen or something like that. Because Miles has invisibility, so that's true. That's like. That's, or they, a thing, they could bring Nicolas Cage in as uh, Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I just I want to see Nicolas Cage in a Spider-Man outfit. Come on, let's do it, people. <laughs> Why they dropped the, the they dropped they also dropped the Spider-Verse like second third thing for trailer or whatever the like number two. So oh really? You'll, nice. you'll, you'll see you'll see him eventually again. I'm assuming too. But yeah, I'm wondering because if they have five of the Sinister Six, who's going to be the sixth one? I, I feel like they're keeping that a secret. So I'm going to have to stay off of, like, TikTok and Facebook for, um, like, three days because when the movie comes out, everyone's going to be, want to be the first ones to spoil it for people. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be Eddie or not. That know. would be kind of cool, actually, if Eddie just kind of pops through. Yeah, they or, have to kind of change in why he would be on their team. Or but, maybe – this one... No, Morbius isn't part of the Sinister Six. Who, who would no, – he... Vulture? Um, oh yeah. Uh, get, what's his name? Michael could, Keaton. Maybe he shows yeah, up. Totally I could totally do that. I mean, he was—he's definitely a Sin Six every now and then. So, because he's confirmed in Morbius. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. I love—I love that little—that little like tip of the hat there. That was cool. I don't know. They did also introduce a uh, scorpion in uh, the second one too. Far from home. Did they? Did they? Oh, Matt Gargan, right? They, yeah. They did a little thing there. Okay. And then he was talking to Vulture in prison, so that's another possibility. That's true. I, I forgot about that. I don't remember that part. Unless they I, somehow bring back um, Mysterio. Yeah, that's know. another one, too. And then also the guy that played, um, I can't think of his name right now, that played Kingpin in the uh, Daredevil show. Oh, yes. Uh, that would he be was rumored amazing. to be coming back, and so is Daredevil rumored to be in the movie, too. So, I mean, that could be another possibility also. I really hope they bring that some of those Netflix series um, into the MCU. He was a good kingpin, yeah. The way they talked about it, I don't think it's happening, but 
we'll see, I guess. I'm not trying to be like very bad news. I'm just that was just no, my I impression mean, of it. It was just we me and Tyler talked a whole thing about how we wish they would have just snuck some of that in with the portal scene and endgame. Like something where someone's being attacked and then all of a sudden um one of the creatures gets shot and then it like zooms in to punish her through a portal from like a mile away and like just <laughs> through the scope I mean, or something yeah, like they, that. They, like, they could have like, like that would have been so them. cool. Yeah. Or you just see um like Luke Cage just come and just punch someone in the face real quick and then runs off or just give him like a two, three second scene just to sh- because they do mention the Avengers in that's in those series. Oh yeah, they totally do. But they, it's like, uh, it's like nothing over here type of mention. Yes. Or Wave of the hand. It doesn't exist. They let, they did all that stuff before they had the a whole MCU, uh, carrying on onto Disney plus. Yeah, that's true. And like as much as like I know you don't you're not a fan of the uh, movies being streamed I I like what they've done with the streaming service as far as like the TV shows like they've done a, I know that I think they said like I don't know if they're going to maintain this because of it just being so much work but I mean for the streaming been, you mean no the shows being integrated into the overall oh yeah I can't remember if they said that they're not going to do that anymore or um, if they're just going to I don't know if they're going to continue it or not, but I would hope they would continue. That's just because it's been fantastic to have that that level of uh, continuity amongst everything. Yeah, I just feel bad for anybody that wants to start in the Marvel Universe. Like, where do you begin? Oh, yeah, you're kind of... Just... <laughs> like, if you haven't started since the beginning, or at least like a year or two in... You got a lot of catching up to do now that there's TV shows, and I never really watched Agents of Shield, but I don't think that's a big tie-in to the Marvel universe. There was a little in the beginning, but they pretty much just like the um, Netflix stuff. They said no, but yeah, once they, they did, uh, once they did the Loki stuff, and they brought in um, variants, and then they also are doing the Doctor Strange stuff. They can really add any character or version of character from any media now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. They could always just go back and retcon, or not like retcon, but, you know, just be like, oh, yeah, totally. They're just an alternate universe, whatever type thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that is going to be it for Kane's Media Corner, and that is going to be it for tonight's podcast. So thanks, everyone, for sticking around with us. Ryan, thanks again for joining us, and, again, congratulations. Now, make sure that you – I want I want to know – what you actually pull from your winner case. So make sure you like categorize that or log it. Oh, yeah, I'll keep it. Yeah. I'll keep separate. it separate for sure. I want to see what I get out of that case too. Yeah. Cause I always like to see what people win from like these tournaments to see if it, I mean, it's obviously worth it because the case for $25, but it's kind of nice. If yeah. You pull the nuts <laughs> or something like that. Cause I'm really hoping it is going to be a chase per brick because there's so many chases, but we know how... I think there's 11, yeah. So usually when there's 12, like DC does on those sets, there's usually one per brick, but I don't think they've announced it on this one. Yeah, and I don't think Marvel sets have ever been that way. Sometimes you get lucky and pull two chases in a case, but I don't think it's ever confirmed. Yeah, but I don't know why they... I don't know why they... For this one especially, I don't know why they wouldn't. There's so many. Like, But yeah, you could always just be stingy and be like, well, you're just going to get one. Maybe. I mean, that's unfortunately what sells. I even made the joke. I forgot what set it was. I think it was the TM, the Shredder's Revenge, where it says, you can collect them all. And I'm like, well, if you're only, if you have five chases (laughs) 
and you have one chase per gravity feed, what are the chases that, or what are the chances that you would pull if you bought five gravity feeds? And you get one of each, yeah. one of each chase. Like, no, that's oh, not, yeah. no, it's not feasible at all. Was the, <laughs> was that one, the shredder ones? Was yeah. That so that one was shark shredder, Shiva shredder, mini shredder and claw shredder. Yeah. And there might've been a fifth one, but I'm not sure. I think there might have just been four, but still, like the odds of you buying four of them, and then because I think I got every figure from there except for maybe the um, let's see here, I did not get nobody, Malo, Silver, Raphael, or Michelangelo as the rares, and then they only had one, two, three, four super rares, and I got. Savante Romero, whoever the heck that is. So I, I didn't get Lord Dreg, Leonardo, or Donatello for my other ones. Or or Worm. I forgot about Worm. Um but yeah, like I collect them all. Maybe in the past, yes, but not anymore. Uh but yeah, that's gonna be it for our podcast. Thanks everyone for joining us. Um Good luck if you are able to get in any Empire pre-releases. Good luck this weekend at the uh, Critical Clicks thing and on Worlds for Brad uh, Boyle's tournament. I will hopingly be able to stream some of those videos. I can't compete. Dan's not going to compete. I don't think, Ryan, you're going to compete. No, we got just too much going on. Yeah. Um, Iron Mike, our buddy down in Florida, was going to compete, but uh, his I believe he said his stepfather or father, I can't remember, I'm sorry, Mike, um, had a heart attack, so he's up there taking care of him right now, so prayers go out to his uh, family that everything's okay up there. And I know Austin Murray is going to, so he, I believe, him and Miles Kane are the only Clicksing It team members that are going to be doing World. So um, good luck to everybody out there. Uh, let's get ourselves a world champion for 2021, but uh, make sure everyone is staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.